to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today is a very special Reunion 2020 episode. Uh, what is that? That's when I bring on a guest that I had on in the past because I liked him so much. I couldn't get enough of him. We had to bring him right back. Uh, so today's guest is Michael Goldstein, and he is the Executive Vice President over at the Gottlieb Organization. Uh, Michael, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Adam. I'm happy we survived into the next decade. I'm, I, as am I, and uh, glad to have you back on and uh, excited about today's topic, uh, business planning, individual planning, happy to dive into that with you. Uh, but before we do, uh, we have a lot of new listeners. I don't want to assume everybody caught the first episode, so um, the new listeners. So let's get a little bit further into what you're doing over at the Gottlieb organization. So first, tell us a little bit more about the company, please. Sure. The company is, is, uh, has been in existence for a little over 60 years. It was uh, uh, started uh, by the uh, founder, uh, uh, you know, Alan Gottlieb, whose son, Joshua Gottlieb, who is now the CEO and uh, uh, chair of the company, uh, who took it, took it over many, many years ago and has been running it uh, as a place for high net worth individuals, clo- uh, large closely held companies, and, and publicly held companies. Uh, to uh, receive services involving executive compensation, estate planning uh, structures, uh, tax structures uh, that are uh, uh, very uh, not cutting edge, uh, not bleeding edge, but certainly close uh, uh, to the something that people have not experienced before and that are very uh, effective with regard to individuals and companies uh, who are trying to minimize tax uh, issues with regard to the change in the law that seems to be constantly going on. So we are, we're really a, a basically an organization that also advises the advisors. What I mean by that is that many of, uh, many of the clients we talk to have their own effective and uh, significantly outstanding legal and accounting uh, professionals, but sometimes they are not attuned to some of the other unique things that are going on in our industry, and we become the advisors to them. To enable them to see what we're plan- what we propose, have them vet it, and then determine whether it's something that their clients should uh, move forward on. So it's a really unique approach. Not many organizations do it this way, and we're very proud that we've kind of established the bar uh, for everyone else to try and match. So that's that's basically what we're doing at this point. And um, just so that the listeners have a little bit more of a feel, especially if somebody um, if somebody is interested in reaching out, um, what type of clients do you typically work with? Just so they have a feel of if the Gottlieb organization is something they should say they should look further into. Well, it's certainly the the strategies that we provide are really aimed towards people who are would be considered the high net worth era, uh, region. So we're talking maybe twenty twenty five million. Uh, net worth of these individuals that are interested in the structures that we have. That's not to say that we will not uh, meet with and talk to people whose net worth is below that if we think that there is a fit. But we don't want to have somebody come in who's really not in a position to do the kind of planning that we suggest. Uh, and it's just a, it winds up being uh, sort of a, a 
waste of time for them uh, to sit down, find out all these things that we can do for them, and then at the end of the day, they're going to say, well, we really don't need to do any of this, and, and uh, we've spent a lot of time with them trying to get them through the shoals of the problems in the tax world. So we really vet them early on, uh, and we also uh, many, uh, most times rely upon the advisors who will bring us in. So we have a significant core group of attorneys and accountants that have been funneling opportunities to us because they know that we can deliver to those particular clients who have those particular needs. So a lot of time is coming through that, that uh, group of people. Now, again, I want to make it clear, I'm not the kind of person that's going to turn somebody away without at least speaking to them. So there may be some instances where I be, I'll be happy to at least advise someone that is calling us, uh, trying and seeing whether or not these services work for them, and vet them at that point so that if there is something that there's a fit, we can move forward. If not, I'm usually in a position to maybe recommend somebody else. That's awesome. Um, let's uh, let's switch it up a bit. So uh, business planning, individual planning, um, going into 2020, uh, what should people be thinking about? Well, you know, it's sort of interesting. Uh, we have had, I would say, at the last, since 2017, some really interesting issues that have risen in the tax world. And we had the Tax Act that was passed in 2017 that sort of upended a lot of people's planning. And right when they were sure that their planning was going to be sufficient to go the next, at least the next 10 years, uh, Congress comes along and creates something called the SECURE Act. The SECURE Act, by the way, is an acronym for setting every community up for retirement enhancement. I figure they stood up all night coming up with that one. <laughs> uh, and one of the problems with this, with this act is it got rid of what is sometimes referred to in the uh, pension world as the stretch IRA. What it is, is a stretch IRA enables people who, when they pass away, they have certain uh, designations, they're beneficiaries, so their beneficiaries are no near, nowhere near the retirement age. They were able to avoid tax on that IRA balance and not required to take what are called requirement, required minimum distributions for a significant period of time. Uh, if it went to the wife, uh, to the surviving spouse, then they had the same benefit. And the kids also received the same benefit if the surviving spouse wasn't uh, died, and the kids then take over this, this IRA, this 401k plan that went into an IRA, then they were able to stretch it and out, out until they really reached the age where they can take minimum, required minimum distribution. So it was a great deal. The stretch IRA really worked well. Well, the SECURE Act, again, setting every community up for retirement enhancement, went ahead and set a lot of people up for a problem with regard to the stretch IRA. Because mm -hmm. what happens now is you have a 10-year period in which if this, this uh, benefits go to the uh, someone other than the surviving spouse, to the children, they've got 10 years in which they don't have to take anything from this IRA, and then in the 10th year, they got to take all. And they can't spread out the benefit payments over a period of time. Now, there's some exceptions to it, but the point that I'm raising here is this is something that's been around for a long time in the law. And now suddenly you have people in the estate planning world scurrying around trying to figure out ways that they can avoid a significant tax hit. And this is just, it reminds me of a statement that someone said a while ago, I wish I had, because it's, it's a great statement. The individual said, 
tax law is written with a pencil. Uh, and so by having tax law written with a pencil, suddenly everybody is now having to reevaluate re how they structure these programs, and it's creating a little bit of a sort of angst among the estate planning world of how to deal with these things. And that, that's my concern at this point, that we now have a what I would consider an election coming up that is going to be a, a rather interesting choice. And depending upon who the Democrats put up, and assuming that President Trump is running again, uh, you're going to have two diametrically opposed positions with regard to business and tax planning. And I think that anybody that believes that there's not going to be some significant activity in Congress during that period of time is living in fantasy land. I think we're going to have a lot of issues that are going to come up, a lot of planning opportunities that may exist. A lot of other planning opportunities are going to have to be reevaluated because I believe that Congress, with whoever's in the White House, is going to upend planning as we know it, at least for this next four years. So when we mentioned that we're headed into the new decade, we're starting out with fires in Australia, impeachment in, the, in, the, in Congress, praising uh, the pandemic running around the country, around the world, and the ability now to watch tax law change on its head turn on spin on his head with some significant changes that I think are going to be coming down uh, the line. So that's yeah. my, my bleak outlook for this period I've of seen, time. When I seen, first off, when I seen that, what they did to inherited IRAs, the first thing I thought was, oh my gosh, I am glad I'm not a financial planner anymore because I know they'll grandfather the other people, but they, I mean, is there anything else that's more blatant than them just wanting, like literally passing something to collect taxes faster, 100%. And that's not, inherited IRAs do not, I was a financial planner almost 14 years. Inherited IRAs aren't just for rich people. Inherited IRAs, IRAs are not just for the wealthy. If your mom had 20000 30000 in an IRA, she passed away and, and, and she wanted you to have that money and you were able to put it in an inherited IRA and let that stretch and grow, over your life to help you with your retirement one one day down the line and they let you shelter it for longer that was going to help you now especially if you think about it, add the money up a little bit more so let's say you're in california and you um and and you know what our tax rates are over here already and let's just say maybe you have fifty thousand or a hundred thousand dollars in that what they're going to get is they're just going to get fifty percent of it it's like when do you want to give them fifty percent do you want to give it to them now or do you want to give it to in ten years but they're forcing you to take all the money out so they can take they can literally just rob you of fifty percent of it so when I thought when I heard that happen I was like Michael the first thing I thought was I was like because don't I, I don't know the exact years, but that inherited IRA that's been like twenty, thirty plus years, something like that. Like it's maybe more. Yeah, I don't correct. know, but but the the point is, if they if a precedent like that, not not president by the way, I said precedent like that, um, can be set, then that means that in my mind, the first thing I thought about was, oh my gosh, they're coming after Roth IRAs next. That's not. Well, it has to be. Like they, they're like just, I mean, regular Roth IRAs and the idea of not paying taxes on that in the future, like they're coming after that next because that's the, that's the only thing next that they could, in terms of an account, 
that that had a tax benefit that was for the person, like not just sheltering, but that had a real like tax benefit that was that um, that there was a really tangible thing that there's no way you could slice it that you know there, it, it pretty much works out for you if you're there if you're doing that for 20 to 30 years or whatever 40 years doesn't matter but on the long term so inherited had that like kind of provision in it Roth IRAs I'm like oh my gosh how are they gonna at some point if they could do this with something that was around for 30 years then what how are they gonna come out and take the Roth IRA one day or change it and start saying and and like manipulate it to where it's not like there's gonna be something else added to it well a percentage will be tax-free or something else they might not but this was drastic this to me when I saw that I'm like oh my gosh thank God I'm not a financial advisor anymore <laughs> I'm like I don't want to I would not want to deal with that because that's terrible it's it's literally terrible what they're doing to people's retirement just to, to, to take tax money literally well it is yeah, there's I no mean, reason that's the that's the the, the the what I felt was sort of the uh, um I, I know the, the what I look at is a, a weird sense of humor by Congress. They keep telling everybody that they want people to save for retirement. And one one generation that really has not saved as much as they they should start saving, but they haven't saved as much as they can yet, who will inherit these things are being forced to pay tax on it after Congress is saying everybody needs to figure out a better way to save. And one of the one of the other problems I have, I'm I'm a playing a bleaker picture. They, I can tell you every time the tax writers come out, the biggest thing they salivate over is the deductibility of payments in the 401k plan. Mm. And they look at the growth in those 401k plans as the stock market continues to ratchet up. And you always hear everybody say, only very few people participate in the stock market. It's only for the rich. Alone, no. many 401k plans with ETFs and mutual funds yeah, and, and sure. small stock positions are participating all the time. So you suddenly have, you have that stock market moving up. These plans are getting more and more uh, 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 very uh, extremely uh, rich with regard to all the uh, Oh, yeah. And then suddenly Congress is looking at how can we tap into that? They're going to come after that at some point in time. That's the thing that has me quite concerned. And the other thing is the SECURE Act, when when you mentioned in there, well, the people that have already involved in, in this treatment are going to be protected. The thing is, the SECURE Act does not have a grandfathering provision for those people that have put planning in currently. Now, what they're doing is they're saying, we're not going to grandfather anybody who was was alive, and that's one of these things in place, who was alive in 20, at the start of 2020. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. So you've got a a plan that may not be grandfathered if it hasn't been activated. So that is a... That's where I get a little concerned because if they're going to start being a little bit more dicey with the grandfathering provisions, the allowing individuals that did something already and can continue as if the law hadn't changed, that will literally it, it, it break. That will literally issue. break plans. That will break like beautiful financial plans that have been done. Oh, it will ab- literally break absolutely. Well, immediately. It's, it's doing it already. It's doing it yeah. already because everybody said, "Well, we we're not dead yet." It's like that old Monty Python movie, wow. "The Holy Grail." I'm not dead wow. yet. I'm the guy at the so if he's not dead yet, that plan doesn't exist. That plan oh. will have to be banned. 
Well, Michael, I will say this. Um, I could talk to you all day about this, so that's about our time today. But um, I'm glad that you're working on that side, and uh, I'm just behind this mic now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't deal with it in my heart. Uh, We're going to pull, pull, you, back in, no, we'll no, pull you, you back in, Adam. No, you No, you just keep coming on, and we'll both and we'll both bicker together, and, uh, and, we'll, and we'll let everybody know what's going on out there, because that's totally rating retirement accounts. And when I heard that, I just, yeah. I just can't believe it. Like, it's literally, there's no, it's literally just rating them. And, the, the, again, the big one for me is I'm like, well, if they can do this for that, then they can do it for the Roth. If, if people will yeah. allow this to happen for this, they will allow it for the Roth, and then one day the Roth will not be what it is. Just period. Well, we, they'll, they'll do yeah, something. And we, we have found some alternatives for the high net worth individuals. I'll just leave it at that. We're not, I'm not at liberty to discuss that. But we have five additional. Isn't that isn't that interesting? And it's not you, and it's obviously you're doing great work over there. But isn't that interesting how it works? So the person that's gonna that's going to um, that's gonna be hurt the most is gonna be the person that that receives you know the fifty thousand dollar inheritance, that's exactly year, right. or, or hundred thousand dollar inheritance. Why? Because they're not gonna have a choice. They're gonna go to their advisor. They're gonna go to something else, and there's not gonna be extra there to do anything. They're gonna say, "Do you want to take it all out now, or do you want to take it all out in a couple of years?" Um, and they're yeah. going to say, we'll take it all out now. And you know what that means? It means they're going to take out that 20000 all at once immediately because there's no argument for leaving it in over the next 10 years because you don't know what the stock market's going to do. Like, that's not considered a long-term investment. So you don't know what it's going to do. So they're going to take it out right that moment. And what's going to happen? Uncle Sam's going to get his 10000 out of it, and you're going to get 10000 and walk away, and that's it. And half that's of mom's it. inheritance, half of mom's inheritance went to Uncle Sam for no reason. Terrible, yep. man. Yeah. All right, Michael, I, I, I yeah. got to go. But uh, thank you again for coming on the show today. Really appreciate it. As always, love talking to you. And uh, to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. Um, if you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes Store. Uh, if you're listening to this on the YouTube channel, Money Matters Top Tips, um, I, I hesitate to say this, but leave us some comments in the video section and, and let us know what you think about what's going on with these tax laws and all this crazy stuff. Um, love to engage with you there. And Michael, thanks again for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thank you, Adam.